Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Business Meets Fitness podcast with your host Lauren Tickner and today my guest is a guy called Chase Tuning. Now you may have watched Max Tuning on YouTube before, I've spoken about his content before because I really enjoy his videos but Chase is Max's brother and Chase also does the whole social media thing but rather than YouTube he has a podcast called Ever Forward Radio and in this podcast Chase speaks about exactly what Ever Forward Radio means and living an ever forward lifestyle and we also speak about some other really really cool stuff such as the importance of accountability online coaching and all that shebang and I truly believe that this podcast is gonna change the way that you think because Chase has an incredible story and hearing him speak is so so inspiring hearing what he's been through and everything. So when you are listening to this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could take a screenshot, share it on your Insta story, tag me at Lauren Tickner, put it on Twitter. My Twitter is Lauren underscore Tickner. And yeah, it's just so great hearing your feedback and just everything that you guys think about the Business Meets Fitness podcast, because I've just heard such awesome feedback. So Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the podcast, Chase. How are you doing today? Lauren, thank you so much. I'm doing really, really well. Thank you again for your flexibility. I appreciate it. It's, it's hard to get <laughs> people across the pond, but uh, especially when oh, they're yeah. meeting. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm super excited to have you on. I've loved your content for a long, long time. So I think it's going to be really great for the listeners to kind of hear a little bit about you and about your story because you're super inspiring. And every time I listen to one of your podcasts or something, it just leaves me feeling really motivated and just in a positive mood. So hopefully that's how people are going to leave this podcast today. So I thought it'd be nice if you could just explain you and everything that you do in two minutes. <laughs> wow. Really uh, setting the bar high there. I know. <laughs> Maybe this is a good, <laughs> good reminder for me to condense what I do. But, That's exactly it. That's exactly yeah. it. So like Lauren said, my name is Chase Tuning. I am a certified health coach. I am an Army veteran. I was active duty in the United States Army for six years. I went through undergraduate. I went through graduate school, all in the exercise science and health promotion fields. Yeah, you have a lot of letters after your name. That's Yeah, sure. slowly building my own <laughs> alphabet, right? <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a fitness entrepreneur. I train and coach people every day. I am also the host and producer and founder of Everford Radio, uh, kind of uh, another venture under my family's Everford branding. Uh, my brother kickstarted Everford Apparel a couple of years ago, and uh, we're just really excited to to grow the awareness, grow the brand, and just reach people in a myriad of different ways. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really cool and I think it's such a nice message. I'm very well done because that was nice and short. Um nice, <laughs> so nice. I thought it would be um a nice idea if maybe That's okay. If you could um explain to the listeners what your tattoo means. Oh yes. Well my well, trick question. I actually have two tattoos, one's in Russia. Oh. <laughs> okay well maybe the other one i don't know do, do both why not why not <laughs> so yeah my um my very first tattoo i got while i was still in the army it uh it, it says Izverg, which in russian means monster which was a nickname i had in the military and my other one <laughs> in my arm the one you're probably referring to is, <laughs> i think so <laughs> there we go is is ever forward and this is something that 
I have tattooed in my body, my mom, my sister, um, everyone, but my brother, pretty much. He kind of, I'll call him out. He, he wimped out last minute and didn't get one, but (laughs) it's not for everybody. But yeah, um, yeah, those two words ever forward. That's what we all live our life by. It's a mantra that was instilled in us by our father, our late father who passed away in 2005 from an 18 month battle with a terminal illness known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, Technically it's called ALS amyotrophic amyotrophic lateral sclerosis is a, uh, an autoimmune disease. It's really freak. It's not genetic. He's the only person in our family that we've ever heard of having it. Um, So he was diagnosed in 2003, right about the time that I joined the army. And from that time to about 18 months later, he, he passed away, he had a really accelerated, difficult case with it, unfortunate for him. And uh, he, in that process, just really demonstrated and showed us what it's like to live a life ever forward. And these are two words that, you know, I like to give as much credit to him as possible, but he's not the creative genius entirely behind it. He, he's a veteran himself. He was in the United States Army. He picked that up from his first duty station. Uh, every unit that you're in, we, we all kind of have our own little creed our own saying and his first unit was ever forward so he picked it up from his time with uncle sam and just uh, it's one of those things you know your parents just they always tell you growing up you know they say a certain thing or they have you act a certain way because they're trying to help you be a good person and not be a, a little shithead kid growing up, <laughs> growing up but um we never really paid much attention to it honestly growing up it's just something that our dad said but then when he got sick and we all kind of had to come together through that, that time, that difficult time in our lives, we really saw that it meant something more than that. And so, uh, he, he taught it to us, he showed it to us. And ever since then, you know, here it's this January, 2018 will be 13 years since he passed. And we've all just learned how to live a life ever forward. And we all have it. We all apply it, I should say in our own little unique way. So, um, it's on my body. It's in, imprinted on my in my head forever and uh, it's really how how I live my life yeah and I honestly think just that whole story I mean it's just amazing how you really are kind of putting it into the ever forward in the whole movement into practice and it's just so it's so inspiring and I think that you know it's just it's just incredible how powerful it sounds like everything has like it's all just such made you so mentally strong and I think that, that that whole message is something which everybody can put into their daily life. I mean, it's just, it's so so simple, yet those two words are just so powerful. And yeah, I mean, I think it's just hearing you speak, it's just so, so inspiring. Oh, um, thank you, and yes. I know that, yeah, your yeah. father like would is certainly incredibly proud and it's just, yeah, amazing. And it's an amazing legacy to be giving out and to be carrying on and putting into this world, such a positive message. So, um, kind of speaking of that holds everything. So, yeah, I mean, obviously you joined the army and stuff, so you've obviously always been into fitness. So how did you, how did you actually get into fitness and the lifestyle that you live today? I mean, is it something that you always did kind of throughout school and college or, yeah. Sort of, kind of, not really. Um, <laughs> I, I was just telling, I was on, I think, another podcast and how I, I really, this this whole world, this industry, this profession, I feel chose me. And I, yeah. had, I had no other option but to do. And okay. to kind of tell the whole backstory is, you know, growing up, 
I, I didn't know what it was like to not be active. We grew up on about 200 acres in the mountains. We just wow. were always outdoors running around, you know, me, my family, my brother, my sister. And so, I mean, I wouldn't say that as a young kid, I was like, yeah, I'm fitnessing, but <laughs> just, uh, we were always outdoors. You know, I played baseball and lacrosse through, throughout junior school, middle mm. school, but high school. Uh, and then of course, yeah, joining the military is, I think arguably the most active job in the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, one of it at least. And so I was just always moving, you know, always active. I, I didn't know what it's like to sit still probably because I'm so hyperactive or distracted. I don't know. But, uh, and then it was during my time in the military where uh, this shift happened and I was going through a training, a round of training for deployment. And I wound up getting really significantly injured. I, uh, I really injured my back. I slipped a couple discs. Well, I, I think technically not slipped, but I, I just really, I, I, incorrectly rotated my L4 and L5. I wound up, I tore my hamstring on the left side of my body, uh, damaged my hips. And over time, it just really compounded into much bigger problems that a couple months later, I wound up needing to get completely reconstructive hip surgery on both. Oh both How old were you? How old? I was like 20, 21. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah. So I basically just became broken and my last year and a half about of my time in the military, I was a patient. I went through one surgery. They cut me open, did one side. They, it's a surgical dislocation of the femur. They reshape <sighs> down your, your bone, um, put it back in. And then I have two pins in the hip to keep it stable. And then I would go through my recovery, my rehab about eight, 10 months later, I went back and did the other side. So for almost two years, I was just a patient. I was just getting cut open, rehab, cut open, rehab. And then at that point, I was non-deployable. And so anytime you become non-deployable in the Army, the military here in the U.S., they um, they have no need for you. You know, it mm -hmm. sounds rough, but, you know, they're like, thanks, but no thanks. So I was medically discharged. And in that process, I you know couldn't be as active as I was used to. I had to really relearn what my capabilities and limitations were at that point. Um, you know, I was still going from being on bed rest to being in a wheelchair to hobbling around. I was even touring schools on my cane still at the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, and this 21 year old, old man walking around <laughs> campus, <laughs> 22, 23, I think at the time of separation. But, um, so in that experience, like I said, I really had to relearn the human body. I had to learn my capabilities, my limitations, but I didn't want these surgeries to stop me from the life that I come to know and love. And so that's when I shifted focus to exercise science. And that was the, my undergraduate program that I went through. And honestly, I didn't go into it because I was like, yeah, I want to be a personal trainer. I want to be working in the healthcare industry or anything like that. It was just so that I could really truly learn the human body, anatomy, physiology, nutrition, things like mm -hmm. that, so that I could, you know, better myself. But in that process, I, I just loved it. I found some amazing professors, went through some amazing internships, and I realized that it was so much more than just becoming a personal trainer in a gym, which I think a lot of people just assume that's what you got to do. <laughs> when you get sure. Yeah, exactly. That's like the common thing. But um, yeah, so I just had some really great experiences and I realized that I could kind of carve out my own little niche uh, as far as, you know, yeah. what I wanted to do and how I wanted to use my experience and, excuse me. <laughs> Okay. my experience and certifications and stuff. And so, 
yeah, that's what got me started. And uh, I really began to kind of just learn more about this whole fitness industry and health and wellness. And mm. here I am about six years later and uh, I'm just doing my thing. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's, a, that's a big story, but I never knew that actually. So that's cool. Um, so, I mean, so now you do coaching and I guess like, yeah. what's, the type of, what's the type of people that you coach? What is your main, I know you said your niche, which yeah. we say, we say niche. <laughs> niche, niche, um, niche, whatever you want to say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so good. what are the types of people that you're coaching at the moment? It's pretty wide range. I would say day to day, it's mostly people looking for for weight loss slash body composition changes. And I don't do like stage preparation. I'm, I'm not your coach if you're looking to get completely shredded because you want to step out onto a bodybuilding or bikini stage in the next four or six months. Um, I can certainly help you out and give you some exercise programming and nutritional guidance. But to that level, that's just not really... It's, it's not really where I like to be as far as in the human mindset because I, yeah, think that, I agree. For yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah, it's, it's really extreme. And I, I think yeah. it's amazing what human pe- what human beings can go through, but that's just not a world that I want to live in and work in. So majority of my people are mostly, I would say, you know, kind of like moms, <laughs> um, middle, <laughs> middle aged women and men. Um, I do work with a lot of high end executives do like executive coaching, but mostly it's people looking for help, looking for accountability, um, looking for ways to introduce or sometimes reintroduce healthy habits back into their life because they got a new job that just completely got away from them or they're starting a family. Or like I said, they're an executive and they travel a lot and they don't have time to do these long elaborate workouts and meal planning that a lot of people have time for. So they need really, really specific coaching and accountability and scheduling. So it's really kind of all over the place, but you know, majority yeah. is definitely weight loss. Uh, after that, it's uh, I really shifted over the past like year or two into true, just accountability coaching. And in my experience, I found that most people really, really truly know what they need to do. As far as like, <laughs> Hey, yeah. I'm just being a couch potato. Am I eating burgers and fries every day? You know, we all know what it is to health. Like, you know, like I always joke, you know, <laughs> are you healthy? And uh, it's just that they don't have the reminder system in place. They don't have that accountability. So what I've really shifted into is getting away from being a personal trainer, quote unquote, being a, a nutritionist, being whatever, and really being just a, a coach of all services for someone who's looking yeah. to gain weight, lose weight, build an exercise program, learn proper eating habits, um, just have that accountability and insight uh, and, you know, really introduce behavior change and lifestyle modification. And uh, I've really, really, really found value. And this particular credentialing that I've gone through is, you know, as a certified health coach, and uh, it just really expands my scope of practice and what I'm technically allowed to talk about and recommend. And it really has Help me find my my niche, my my niche. <laughs> niche. <laughs> and you know, that's the type of client that I really enjoy working with. Someone who recognizes that they need a change in their life. And that can mean a lot of different things, but they're just not there yet to do it on their own. And so I love being that person to introduce goal setting and accountability and scheduling and exercise programming and all that and just being with them on that transformation process. 
Yeah, I honestly so true what you said about accountability. I mean, you know, you can easily pretty much Google what is a good exercise program or something. But yeah, like seriously, I mean, that's what everyone needs. That's why I have a coach and because, you know, I'm bad at, exactly, all coaches have coaches if if they've got their heads screwed on, you know. But I, yeah, honestly, I literally think it's just the best thing because if I was kind of like doing my own kind of, just doing my own thing realistically I'd probably be training too much because I enjoy it far too much and again eating too too far too too much uh, too much naughty food but (laughs) but yeah no that's really cool and everything that you said about behavioral changes so maybe what are like three of the most common behavior changes that you help clients with because I think that this is the whole process goal thing that no one really talks about because it doesn't sound as as attractive as losing 10 pounds in two weeks but Mm -hmm. the actual daily behavioral changes that people go through what yeah what are some of the the most important ones would you say yeah great question these are the things that you know aren't as sexy as (laughs) most people (laughs) you know, are looking for, but it's, it's the humanization aspect. It's that truth that uh, I think once you peel back the real layers of the the root of everybody's goal, it really is just that accountability and behavior change. So I think, um, of the top three areas when you, when I reflect back on most of my clients is that there's going to be the first type of person who is revisiting a former self. This is someone who maybe in high school or college, or even just a year or two ago was very regular in the activity. They worked out a lot. They watched what they ate. They were just, you know, quote unquote healthy. And for whatever reason that changed. So there's someone who they don't need an introduction of this is a bench press. This is a servings. This is what a serving of fruit and vegetable looks like. You know, they just need that reminder. They need that, that gentle nudge in the right direction. And they need someone to help reinstill that habit. So that's, I would say, the first type of person is someone who knows, but they're not taking action. And my job there is to help bring them back to the watering hole, so to speak, and show them the steps that they need to begin to take again to get back into that mindset, that body, that whatever that they want to be that, that they were before. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first type of person. The second type of, you know, I think, accountability, the second type of person looking for accountability is someone who has no idea. And this is someone who maybe for whatever unfortunate reason grew up overweight, obese, or just in a household that exercise or physical activity, play, getting off the couch just wasn't part of their day-to-day routine. And mm-hmm. that's you know no fault to them. It's just the way they grew up. And so that takes a little bit more digging and insight because then my job is I really have to get into their, their lifestyle and their psyche really to help them develop a why because like the first person, like they already know why, because they've done it, they liked it, and they want to get back there. The second type of person, they don't have anything to relate to. They don't have anything to compare to. Um, and I don't think we should really get into comparison per se, because then you just kind of get into a, a self-sabotaging cycle, but mm. they don't really know any better, I guess. And so then we have to really introduce a lot of basic concepts of, you know, portion control, this food is better for you and your particular body type and goal. And this one, maybe not so much. 
um, this is what physical activity looks like versus this is what devoted exercise looks like. So it's really kind of relaying the, their whole infrastructure and helping that, that mindset shift so that then they're more open and ready to go on a walk or go to the gym or hit the treadmill or whatever. So I think, and then maybe the third type is just someone, you know, maybe who's a little bit of both, or they literally just need accountability because they don't make those right choices all the time, unless they're being held to a higher standard or they know they have to report to someone. So they kind of like, they know everything. I don't need to teach them, walk them through a workout. It's just, Hey, here's your programming. Hey, here's when you're going to check in with me. Here are your goals. Here are the things you're going to report back to me tomorrow, next week, next month, whatever. Um, those are the people that just really need you know, specific and timely benchmarks or else they're just not going to do anything. Yeah, that's that third type of person is me. <laughs> well, no, maybe not quite, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I think that's so interesting. And I think I think the way that you do your coaching, like it sounds like you, I mean, you really actually help transform people's lives kind of in the long term so that they can live this live this life you know into the future because it's just amazing how you feel when you're physically mentally healthy it's just it's just like you know it really impacts every other aspect of your life in so true so way, true. right yeah, yeah. I, I try to at least you know I, I was telling a group of my my coaches the other day that what I wish someone told me years ago when I started was that, Hey, what I think a lot of fitness professionals do. And if you're listening and you're like, you're a personal trainer or you want to go to school for this, or you want to get into the fitness industry, whatever, don't focus so much on the perceived norms. You know, and that is just like, get into the gym, do this workout. You're going to get jacked. You're going to get in great shape, whatever. <laughs> uh, I've really shifted my hierarchy, my coaching approach to just honestly exercise for me is the last thing that I approach because people need to start with behavior change and they need to start with mindset first. They need to develop that reason why they do anything. And once you can kind of help them understand that, Hey, you're human too. We all make mistakes. We all sometimes skip the gym. Sometimes we don't eat the best things for us, but you know, it's really helping them instill that why first so that then they begin to make shifts in their stress levels and their relationships and their eating habits all of those things to me personally in my coaching philosophy are way more important than making sure that my clients get to the gym three, four, five, six days a week and do every set, every rep. Yeah, I agree so much. Honestly, just stripping it back and making it so much more simple kind of makes you, it just frees up your mind a lot and it kind of clears your headspace from getting stressed if you do skip the, the gym. Like for example, today I left the gym early because I just wasn't feeling too good. And I just, I knew in my head, this isn't going to affect my progress long-term. In fact, it's probably going to be beneficial to me long-term because if I can, because I, I, I'm the type of person, I'm never not feeling it. So the fact that I wasn't feeling it just really showed how, you know, I should, probably shouldn't have been there. And it was just a decision on my part now, because in the, in the past, I never would have left. I would have grinded that session until I was run to the absolute ground, but I was just sensible with it. And I think it's, everything is just totally about being sensible really. Um, and once you make that switch in your mind, I think it's, yeah, I think it's just so positive and just helps you so much in the long term. Um, so, yeah. But I was just going to ask you, what is the best thing about doing what you do and coaching all these people? Because it must be really satisfying, right? 
Absolutely. It is. I mean, I think anyone in this industry, in this job, whether you're a coach or trainer, you wouldn't do it if you 100% to your core, just lived it, breathed it, loved it. It it really takes a special type of person. I think Um, you can't, you can't fake this job to a certain extent. I mean, yeah, certain people can just like send out cookie cutter, you know, workouts or meal prep or whatever. (laughs) But, you know, I think to really be effective and have long-term perennial success, you really, really have to love it. And you have to love it beyond yourself. You know, for me, like I was telling you my story, you know, I got into this for myself because I, I wanted to learn the human body. I wanted to learn what I was capable of, what I was no longer capable of. And I didn't want to have a life like that. You know, I, full disclosure, I mean, I honestly was driven by fear because, you know, like I said, ALS, it's not a uh, hereditary disease. It's not something you can just like catch from someone coughing on you. But I was at that point in my life, terrified. I saw what this disease did to my father and how it affected my family. I was like, I don't ever want to give my body the chance to be anything less than running at optimum performance for me, for what that looked like for me at that time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, through that fear, I developed what that looked like for myself. And then over time I realized that, man, I can't be the only one. I can't be the only person who has gone through an injury or an illness or this horrendous life experience. And it has caused them to get off course. But Mm. the beauty is that you can get back on course. may not be the same course, may not be the same path, but a very, very similar path to get you towards that same direction, that same end goal that you have in mind. And so I thoroughly love working with my clients and, everybody that I come in contact with, whether they're a you know paying client or just someone that I talk to from time to time or mentor or whatever, it's just, it's amazing for me to see what we as human beings can endure and how we can come out on the other side, even better, stronger, faster, hell, even sometimes sexier than before. <laughs> it, it's wild, man. I think human body is something that we're never going to fully understand, but we're always able to improve it. Amazing. Honestly, amazing. Your story is just exactly the definition of turning struggle into strength. And through that, impacting the lives of other people in such a positive way. And yeah, it's just amazing. And just listening to you speak just really makes you think and it just makes you kind of just truly believe that you can get through anything. And so I just, yeah, I think it's awesome. So we kind of touched on this, but this is going to be the last question that I'm going to be asking you today. Awesome, let's go. Um, (laughs) So I was going to say, what impact and legacy do you want to leave in the world? Oh, man. What a beautiful question. Um, Again, I think to kind of tie in what I was saying about why I'm so passionate about what I do for a Mm -hmm. living and the whole meaning behind Ever Forward is... And this is just the type of person I am. I, I am a person of service. I've got a servant's heart. And I've really come to learn that it, it's not just that I like to help others. I like to be there for others. Is that by me being a part of someone else's journey gives me the most satisfaction. And to really directly answer that question is that, you know, I'm a part of this continued legacy from my father. And I you know, I was 19 when he passed away and we had an amazing 19 year relationship. He truly was my best friend, my mentor, my coach, my 
my boss technically for a while. We had, you know, my family was in the restaurant business asked my, after my dad got out of the army. And so I worked for my dad and my parents um, in, in every way possible. I had every form of relationship with him and he was, and he, he was someone who would give you the shirt off of his back. If you were cold, I can't tell you how many times we picked up hitchhikers or, or, you know, took, took a, a coworker home because a car broke down or would go out of his way to just serve others because it, it helped them. And in the long run helped him. And, uh, you know, my legacy, the best way that I can leave a legacy or make an impact is to just continue his work. And, you know, it kind of sounds cliche, I guess, now that I sound say it out loud, but um, I, I just know without a shadow of a doubt that continuing on in similar footprints that, that he left for me is what I know I want to leave behind for anyone and everyone else who comes across my work and familiarizes himself with the Everford brand is that it's, it's not me. It's not my brother. It's not my sister. It's not anyone. It's all of us. We're all a part of this, this movement. And what you're talking about earlier, I think is just so awesome that it has a meaning to us, but in the same token, like every person who comes across it applies it in their own way. And uh, for me, that's the most amazing legacy I could ever ask. Amazing. Yeah. No, seriously inspiring. And it's just something that, you know, I think if anyone takes anything away from this podcast today, it is that ever forward mindset and always thinking, yeah, just turning turning struggle into strength. And yeah, so I just want to thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story with everybody because I think it's truly inspiring and I think that a lot of what we've spoken about today is going to help a lot of people. So thank you very much, Chase, for coming on the Business Needs Fitness podcast. Of course, of course. Thank you for having me. Uh, I love connecting (laughs) with uh, any like-minded individual. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And I think there's going to be a lot of like-minded people listening today. So I hope that if they do like this episode, they can share it, tag us both, and definitely go check out some of Chase's podcasts because they're amazing. Oh, yeah. No, I forgot to ask you. Where can you find yourself? Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Like Lauren said, you can find (laughs) my podcast. It's Ever Forward Radio. I'm on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, uh, I even try to upload audio only versions of them on YouTube. Um, you can Ooh. just record radio. Uh, also, yeah, just search Chase Tuning. Um, uh, Lauren, you can uh, maybe drop I'll a shout out there for me. And uh, of course, yeah, they can connect with me everywhere. Just Everford, we, uh, we, it's all us. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much, Chase. And thanks everybody for listening. Thank you.